Are you looking for senior care for your mom or dad but don't know where to start? Hi, I'm Jen London with The Place for Mom. Nobody knows your parent or loved one better than you, and nobody knows senior living better than the experts at A Place for Mom. They've helped thousands of families find the right place for their mom or dad. I was so glad that I called A Place for Mom. My advisor really listened and was truly my partner in finding senior care for my dad. She went out of her way to get to know him as a person and was always there whenever I had a question. The senior living advisors at A Place for Mom partner with thousands of families every month, listening and offering local knowledge and advice to help find the best senior living communities across the country. And it's a free service. Here's the number. Call A Place for Mom at 1-800-370-2715. There's a place for answers, A Place for Mom. Call today. Call A Place for Mom at 1-800-370-2715. That's 1-800-370-2715. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of Radio Law Talk. As I always say, Todd and I have applied our deodorant. We've combed our hair gone to the bathroom, and are ready to roll for hour number three. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Remember, this is the most enjoyable, entertaining, exciting, and sometimes informative show on Earth, other than the alien shows that we love to talk about late at night, driving through the desert in a storm about 2 a.m., and you break down. Fred, I have to get this off my chest. I, uh, I didn't comb my hair. I just wanted to let you know, I, I feel the need to be absolutely honest. You said we applied the deodorant. Went did to the you bathroom, put the deodorant on? Comb the hair. I did all of that, but oh, I did okay. not comb my hair. Trust us, Todd. We know. <laughs> I, a, I, I figured a, it was obvious, it was but Fred routine. was looking to the right. Yeah, that said doesn't it, look so. bad. It doesn't look too bad. <laughs> that means you must, I guarantee you probably, when you sleep, you're like one of those perfect sleepers. You don't move. You're like perfect like a mummy. Yes, yes. It's like I'm in like my little barometric chamber and I have my hands up here like this. And you know what helps me go to sleep at night? Oh, no. You know what really helps Wait, me go to sleep at night? you have the dump button ready, Cal? Wait, one of the on things on. that yeah, helps me go to sleep at night is reading the Radio Law Talk disclaimer oh, page. Yeah, well, you know, when I sit there and I open up the disclaimer page on my iPhone and take a look at what it says, and I see how Radio Law Talk is to be used for entertainment purposes only, that we're not giving legal advice, do not go to court, and quote us to the judge as any sort of legal authority. If you have an issue, please consult counsel. <sighs> bringing a tear to my eye, Todd. It's a beautiful just don't, thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just, we got to stop this. Where, where's my, where, where's my uh, pick-me-up? Where's my pick-me-up? I'm putting myself to sleep here. Yes. Don't, don't quote Radio Law Talk unless you're sitting around the dinner table with your family and friends and somebody says, well, you know, they say, and then you can trot out, well, <laughs> I'll see your they say, and I'll raise you with a podcast from Radio Law Talk. That's the way we do it here. Yes. And that's pretty much our complete disclaimer, isn't it? Let's pretty say, much, yeah, you know. Yeah. Very good. Nicely done. <laughs> this hour, we're going to do a case or no case, which is everybody's favorite. We're going to talk about a case that's out there that Cal either made up or that's true, and we got to determine whether or not 
uh, it is a case, and if it is a case, uh, what the outcome is, and we get points for that. That is, uh, that is, uh, we get, we have to get to 50 points, and everyone's like, well, why do I care about that? Because the losers have to pay for the winner's dinner, and by the way, the last time I won, my plate was about 100 bucks a it plate. Was. It was a hundred dollars a plate, mm-hmm. and that was not with alcohol because I don't drink alcohol. That was without alcohol. It was a hundred dollars a plate, and I enjoyed every bit of it because they had to pay. It, it was. Now I should also say that theoretically we get points if we get the answer right. Fred and I haven't been doing a very good job of that today, but because uh, Cal, Cal Cal's been stumping. You know, someday Cal's going to have to stand before some sort of judgment bar and account for his life, and they're going to bring up this stuff and say, "Well, didn't you give this one on case or no case?" And he's going to say, "Yes, I did." And well, good luck in H-E double hockey sticks. So there, let me Cal. think here. So $100 worth of food on Fred's plate. So that essentially, if I'm thinking right, that would be 100 tacos. I mean, that's... <laughs> Ooh, that's exactly right. That's right. I could that's eat 100 tacos at an unnamed place easily. Yes, yes. Easily. Okay, Cal, let's roll case or no okay, case. Okay, let's do right, that. Let's Here do we that. go. Now right. it's time to see what we now can do. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yeah. Kenneth Henderson is a cop and a bodybuilder, and so is his wife. He's 53, and Mr. Henderson claimed that he was moving some traffic cones and injured himself so badly that he could barely walk, that he had a walker, that he had, he had real serious problems caused from moving the traffic cones. His bride had also made a similar claim, although it wasn't traffic cones, it was from something else. And then Mr. Henderson decided that he would go to Nevada to attend a bodybuilding championship and work out in the gym in Nevada because nobody would see him there. Nobody except an investigator with a camera. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, Todd, I think it's your turn to start. Is it? Is I it? think it's my turn. I think it's my okay, turn. Fred, yeah. Okay, Fred, I'm sorry. Your turn. Case or no case. And if so, what do you expect the outcome might have been, Mr. Penny? The answer is case. Yes, he was caught. Not unusual. Uh, and uh, Kevin loses his job and uh, gets in trouble. And his workers' comp case, he still wins a little bit of money. Let me say it's a case, but I, but that, you know that's that's logical. So I'm gonna say it's a case and he still wins. I'm just gonna do that because it's so off the wall because that can't be. It just can't be. Normal. I know. We can't. So it is a case and he wins because Cal's gonna go. What? There it is. <laughs> you think I'd throw something else in there, yes. Mr. Kunin? What do you think? Would this be a case or would this be you know a no case? What? Did, do you, what, what, your... what? When he moved the cones, did you tell us how he hurt? What he said he hurt when he moved the cones? His back. Okay, he said he hurt his back. His back. Oh, okay, yeah. and yeah. do we know the time frame from date of the injury to when he was seen in Las Vegas? Working? Several months. Several months. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to say that this is a case. And you know what? If you come back and say you made the whole thing up because something else, I'm going to say it should have been a case somewhere. <laughs> this kind of stuff, workers' comp fraud, um, is, or the allegation of workers' comp fraud happens all the time. And they do send out investigators to look. They take video of, oh, your back's hurt and you're moving a mattress. So case. And I'm going to say that Kevin loses, even though his argument would be, yeah, the exercises that you saw me do don't require me to use the back in a painful way, like if he was doing bench press or things like well, that. A rehab thing, perhaps. Yes. Oh, and, and besides, I was taking steroids the whole time, and that helped the back. What? Ooh, I just Ooh, admitted yeah. steroid use, and I wasn't supposed to. Well, you, you know, know what? You know what? Hey, before you say it's that, possible. you're yeah. wrong, dude. Yeah. You're wrong, because that's just too – what you just answered was straight up correct. I know. And it's logical – 
and that's why Cal is no way giving us something But he's logical. already given us one like okay. that today. No. And this will be the first time that you and I have differed. We both yes. say it's the case, but he says that it's okay. Kevin. Is that his name, Kevin? Yes, mm-hmm. Kevin. So mm-hmm. Fred says Kevin recovers. I say Kevin is found to be a fraudulent workers' comp well, it's interesting. Filer. You know, when I was a baseball umpire, there was a friend with whom I umpired who made a living going around in this little Honda with dark curtains over the Honda and a little Nikon with a big zoom lens. And what did he do? He took photographs and or videos of people who were attempting, in the insurance company's view, to cheat workers' compensation. So I, I just thought it was an interesting scenario. And by the way, it's one about which he told me. So it is a case. Yes. Yes. And by the way, both people lose in this case. Both he oh, and his wife it. lose. Oh. Uh, they were both sentenced to jail. Oh. He was sentenced to, uh, I think he got 40, 48 months or something <sighs> like that. And his wife was sentenced to time served. She'd already been on a on a monitoring bracelet in lieu of bail. But yeah, they both lost their money. I mean, they lost pretty much everything, including their employment that would allow them this kind of a thing. So that, ladies and gentlemen, so this means Fred gets a point, means Todd gets two. Wow. You know, know anecdotally, the odd thing about that result is because I've had a couple of back surgeries, uh, and if you haven't had that pain, you don't know. And both of them, I was working for an agency, and I had to have time off. The cert, the injury was such that sometimes it would get so bad that if I could go and mow the lawn, the physical activity caused the muscles to fill with blood, which actually created traction and provided me with a little bit of relief during that period of time. For that brief moment, right. And right, then it right. went back to painful. So I was able to do something. They'd say, your back doesn't hurt. Look at this. But that wasn't true. Medically, I still had the MRI showed the back problem. These so. people had no argument. They kind of saw the video and went, oops. Okay. Well, how are we going to work this wow. out? Wow. <laughs> they started negotiating. So I got two it. points. Yes, you did. Yes, and I got one. Bingo. But did you know that the California Highway Patrol actually has an individual within the Highway Patrol that is a police officer, that's his or her job to do is find workers' comp fraud within the California Highway Patrol. Yep. Isn't that interesting? It's an interesting thing. It all goes to yeah. show when you start handing out free money, people will do almost anything to get it, it seems. Uh, we'll be back. Some people. Time yeah, for us to take people. a break here. We'll come right back right here on Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed. Make it quick quack. Pretty shiny sexy just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Porter, Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick whack them, spruce her up, just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was after quick whack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick whack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road, come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse Smollett. Todd, just give us a brief overview as to what happened prior to the latest. 
Well, and this brief overview yes, brought, brought, is, is brought to you by the Depends. Dave, the, the most recent Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy, because he gives a really good background on it if you want to see it. But yeah, so uh, it was a couple years ago, he had a claim. Jesse Smollett was an actor on the show Empire on Fox. He was also in one of the Alien films. I think it was Alien Covenant. He had a role in that one. And uh, he said that he went out to Subway Restaurant at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and as he was coming back, was approached by two individuals wearing MAGA hats who then assaulted him, made uh, homophobic comments, referenced Trump, beat him up, put some chemical on him, and put a noose around his neck. He went back to his apartment, called law enforcement. They showed up. He was still wearing the noose investigated Which it. Which the law enforcement, remember that? They kind of yes. said, uh, come on, take that off. You can, you can take the noose off. We're here now. And it, it, look, it garnered a lot of news, a lot of attention. But shortly after the investigation started, the, subste- the subject of the investigation started, shifted from these two individuals to Jesse Smollett as perhaps having made a false allegation and ultimately... He was charged with making a false allegation. And it was dropped. And then it was dropped under circumstances that called the public to question that. And as a result of all of that, and this is very much a condensed version, um, a special pro- office of the special prosecutor was assigned. Uh, Daniel K. Webb was assigned to look at everything that happened. And we have the result of that investigation. And it, it is... We're charging you. That's right. And what's it? There's a little, some interesting little. I'm just telling you what people are saying. We're not saying where we agree with it. Remember that. But there's some interesting allegations. Miss Fox, Kim Fox, was the prosecutor that said, "Oh, I'm going to drop this, and we're not going to go after Jesse." And this is, not, and she is, uh, and she, and and Kim Fox talked to some of the relatives, and she's a former aide to First Lady Michelle Obama, and they were thinking that. Miss Obama came and unduly influenced. Now, this is the allegations. We're not saying this is true, but that's why they're, they said, and the mayor got upset, and so did the chief of police and said, you're going to put a special investigation on this. And so she stepped away from it, and then a special prosecutor came in. Exactly. And, and look, I remember this one at the time. There was a procedural anomaly, and it is this. Because some people argue, regardless of all that, you filed charges against Smollett and then you dropped him. Doesn't double jeopardy keep you from filing him again and going after him again because he was arraigned and then you dismissed it? How can this happen? And here was the anomaly. Kim Fox said initially, you remember, her office was the prosecutor's office. She said initially, I feel that I have a conflict of interest. Okay, this is after it got started because of that in. Discussion with the former aide for the Obamas. She said, I feel that well, I she's, have... Yeah, oh, she talked to a former yes, aide. Yes, that that's right. Do. So she said, I have a conflict of interest, so I'm not going to do this. She says, I'm turning it over to my number one deputy. I'm going to be blocked off, and my number one deputy is going to review it for charges. And that deputy went forward, and things were filed, and then not filed, and ultimately dismissed. Here's the problem with that procedure. Under... Illinois law and the code in Chicago, once the prosecutor's office has determined that there's a conflict of interest on the part of the top dog, the independent prosecutor or reviewer has to be appointed by the court. She doesn't get to hand pick who it goes to. That was the anomaly. So everything that happened after she said, I have a conflict, 
which included the filing and the dismissal. It's as if none of that happened. Now they finally got to the appropriate procedure where the special prosecutor was appointed by the court, and now we're doing it the right way, and it resulted in charges. So now they've just brought him up on a number of charges, and I think there's six charges. Yes. And I, I don't remember the exact list. Six counts, indictment, um, and I wrote it down somewhere. And I don't. Four yeah. separate counts of false reports to police department, and, uh, and one count for claiming that he was a victim of a hate crime. And all of this, it's as alleged, knowing the entire time that he was not a victim of such a crime. Yeah, and, and Jesse Smolin is in the process of suing uh, the city of Chicago right now, by the way. That's right. Um, on uh, what, malicious prosecution or false arrest, I don't, something to that effect. So he's going after them also. You know, and that's the interesting thing. When the, when the case was dismissed by Fox's office, it was dismissed with the understanding, that's what she said, he has done everything to this point. He, Smollett, has done everything to this point that we would have otherwise required under a diversion plea. And because of that, and he's, he's paid uh, restitution, he's taken a class, done whatever he's supposed to do. And because of that, this is the kind of case where we'd normally want pro- diversion. So it's a wash. We're okay with dismissing it. At which point, he went on all the news saying, see, it was dismissed. I'm exonerated. I didn't do this. The truth shall prevail. The truth shall set you free. And he filed his lawsuit, which would be based on his belief that he had told them the truth and he didn't really do any of this. Now he's facing charges. Again. Well, and not only that, they got the two individuals that, quote, beat him up. They said there was a setup and they claim he was paid. They were paid. And apparently they knew him and had worked on a set before. And yeah, that the, re- was... the reason they did it, they're claiming, is because... Jesse was going to help them in their yes. career. That was the uh, that was one of the key things that was pointed out on a lot of legal commentators was if you're going to pay two people to stage beating you up under a face claim, don't fake claim, don't pay them with a check. <laughs> Cuz that's it was the cash check for like 3500 bucks or something like that was yeah. one of the things that they got. So there we go. We're going to follow this yeah. and see what happens. It's not going to be like a Weinstein case, not that big, but Jesse Smollett case is starting to take some, uh, get some traction. We're going to see what happens. Yep. When we come back, we've got to t- talk to you about Baker Hossletter, an attorney. <laughs> and he's an attorney for Chevron. And there is a, a discrimination case against Chevron. That's all I'm going to say. And you've got to hear... What happens at mediation, which is an, an area where you go and try to resolve the case. So now that, be... folks, is a tease. Yes, that's, that's a, a te- tease. Oh, oh, that's a good tease. Good job, Fred. Thank you, folks. Radio Law Talk will continue here in just a minute. You continue with us, and we'll move the show forward after this. services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it 
totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252 Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about the sky. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Now back to Radio Law Talk here for Penny and Todd Cunin. Come on, Todd, let's sing it. Huh? Wait, oh. keep it going. Wait, 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 wait. Shake your booty, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Shake, shake, shake. Oh, good, on the woo. good job on the woo, friend. You know, I, I go when I go to court, you have to go through the metal detectors now, and I used to wear a belt that never set it off, and now I have a new belt, and it always sets it off. So you got to take the belt off, and every time I do, it's just like... Drop uh, your... Uh, all right, Mr. you guys... Cunin, will you pick your pants up, please? You guys want to start off a, a little bit of music here? I'd be happy to take off my belt and my cell phone. Usually I get paid when I do this. <laughs> right. Well, usually people are yelling, put it on, put it on. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. You hear it all. Baker Hostletter. <laughs> what you have a lot of times before you go to trial is they want you or the court tells you you have to go to mediation. So there is a lawyer that is a partner uh, of this Baker Hostetler uh, that's representing Chevron in a discrimination case against Chevron. And so they go to a mediation and these are the allegations. Again, everything's allegations. And apparently, uh, he walks up to the other counsel, and this is in Texas federal court, and motions his rear end toward him and shakes it uh, toward him, apparently fairly close or whatever, shakes his behind in insinuating that Mr. the plaintiff's lawyer because of his choice of hairstyle, since he's wearing a ponytail, plaintiff's counsel wears a ponytail, might want to do something. And so what this lawyer did for the plaintiff said, 
okay, you shake your booty at me all you want. I'm going to bring a motion for sanctions before the court. Motion, I get it. And, <laughs> yeah, and disqualification. So he's bringing a motion, yep, a booty motion, <laughs> for sanctions and disqualification of this lawyer for Chevron. And the booty shaking is not appropriate <laughs> to people wearing ponytails. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. You know. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Yeah, another, yeah, another classic yeah, huh? two-note song and, uh, and a big hit. Are we going to get sued because we played that song? Maybe. I figured it was, you know. If we do, we'll just shake our booty and pretty much the soup will go away. <laughs> when I was thinking about songs to play. That, but go ahead. When I was thinking about songs to play prior to this, it was a toss-up between that one and a selection by Sir Mix-a-Lot that I decided not to go yeah, with. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, anyway, we're going to follow the uh, shaking your booty motion and let you know next week what happens and see if the motion to uh, to basically um, sanction that lawyer for doing that and disqualification. Yeah. I guess that lawyer might just argue, I was just shaking my booty because I was pretty happy, man. Yeah, We're proud. trying to settle this case. I'm dude. proud of this thing. Come on. Shaking your booty. It's taken so, me a long time to create this. So here you go, guys Don't and gals. <laughs> don't shake your booty at the opposing counsel. So when you turn around and walk away from them at the at the desk, you just say, you know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore, counsel, but don't you dare walk away shaking your booty. All right? That works. That works. What kind of – this is probably a dumb question. You guys know the answer far better than I. What kind of lawyer mm-hmm. would find themselves in that sort of an emotional state to think that that's okay? Well, why don't you just think – why don't you just shake your booty back? And that's just like, okay – you get mad because he shakes your booty at you. You turn around, you shake your booty right back. And now, ladies it's a and booty shaking contest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest pay-per-view. It's booty versus booty. Yeah, coming yeah. in at 520 pounds, the lawyer on the right, <laughs> wearing a G-string and two tattoos is Mr. <laughs> Baker Hustetler. Let's and get ready to let's booty. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I just think okay. that's what you do. <laughs> what, yeah, that's how oh, you get to man. turn around. You know, you don't get all mad. You just now Michael booty. Buffer is going to sue us because I said his tagline. Oh, he's the guy that does the let's get ready to. Oh, rumble. Yeah. 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 So, well, anyway, he's a good guy. Okay. Uh, fake resume. They're arguing now the Lori Laughlin case. They, the, this is what I want to ask you as a prosecutor. Now, why is it that the former, okay, former prosecutor, I mean, yeah, yeah, former, yes, 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 as, a, as, as a former prosecutor. So uh, this is the USC case where Lori Laughlin's daughter, you know, got in on a scholarship as a rower for the rowing team. Hilarious. And apparently uh, these are all was still allegations. Uh, Lori paid about Lori Laughlin, the, the actress, allegedly paid uh, five hundred thousand uh, dollars to uh, you know accommodate this happening. But here's what's happened is the FBI. Oh, no, not the FBI. Sorry, not the FBI. The federal prosecutors have released to the public the basic, um, what was it? It was a, uh, was a admissions uh, uh, resume it, it of was some in sort? A, it, it, so this was, the allegation is. It was a resume. Yes. For the daughter. So Lori Laughlin's kids got, or daughter got into USC under a theory that she was on the rowing team and had was never on the yeah, rowing team. Right. So what was released was this resume of the daughter of the daughter 
that includes a detailed list of mm-hmm. rowing competitions, awards won from, let's see, 2015 to 2000, 2014. Yes. Starting with a gold medal, allegedly, in 2014, all the way up to a 14th place finish in 2017. Now, the Laughlin's defense... And wait a minute. You missed the most important part. Her skilled sets include awareness, organization, direction, and steering on the uh, on the uh, rowing team. Well, in all fairness to her, she did sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat as a child. Well... I mean, so that... I, they hey, I don't that. want you to go on yet, because I want to ask I, you a I, question. I, sure, sure. This is where I wanted to get to. So as a former prosecutor, mm-hmm. why is it that the federal prosecutors are releasing this to the public? I, I thought they're supposed to keep this you know, close to their vest and then present it in court. That's why we have court. And, and here's the thing. I do not have a good answer for you on that one because to me, that is a head scratcher. At some point in time, one of the first questions that is asked of a jury during jury selection and that will easily be asked in this case is, have you heard any media reports about this case prior to your summons from the court to serve as a juror? The answer is, yeah, you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, you broadcast, you've been trying the whole thing in the public. And and for the life of me, I don't see how you can publish this and, and, and not claim that you're somehow tainting the jury. If a crime happens in a small community, murder happens in a small community, and people are so upset about this, it's common to have a change of venue to another community with other jurors that knew nothing about it. I get that. If this is being broadcast and it makes national news, where can you go in this country where somebody hasn't seen this blasted all over the news? Was he pressing for a plea? I, I don't and know. Even was... and even if he was, that's just not the way he, you're supposed to no, go about uh, it. Uh, let's see. He, whoever the prosecutor yeah, whoever is. Yeah, it might be a woman prosecutor. I don't know who the prosecutor is. But anyway, so that's out. But obviously, guess what Lori Laughlin uh, argues, which, to tell you the truth, sounds logical. Don't forget, it wasn't just them. They're arguing, Lori Laughlin, that USC was in on this. And they're saying the application was not filled out by their family, but it was filled out unbeknownst to them by someone at USC. So in other words, here's the money, and then maybe USC, I'm not saying this happened, this is what they're going to say, USC filled it out and handed it in to make it look like it was legitimate. So you guys know what you want to see, just fill in the blanks yourself. Yeah, you yourself. fill in the blanks well, yourself. That's interesting, and, and that's, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, and that's what's going on. And I didn't really realize how big of a deal that Lori Laughlin's daughter was as a social media a big-time uh, influencer that she was. I mean, essentially, she didn't really need to go to college in order to do something to earn a living because when you when you have as many followers as she did on social media, you're doing pretty good as an influencer. What is her and, name again? What's her uh, name? Ju, ju, uh, let's see, let's Olivia see. Jade Gianelli. And uh, and yeah, look, this doc- look her up. these look documents her up. were released by federal prosecutors. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why those were released. I, I mean, what is the motive other than you're prosecuting a case and you're concerned about the public opinion and support for the prosecution, and you're trying to say, see, she's not the victim that she says she is. Well, my opinion is just Todd Cunin's two cents to the Olivia prosecutors. Olivia Jade, 1.3. Have a thicker skin, okay? If you're worried about that, let the evidence prove it. 
Uh, there's one's called Olivia Jade, and it's uh, 1.3 million followers. So that's close to what you and I have, Todd. Yeah, give or take 1.3 million followers. Pretty close. Yeah. Seems like a lot. Well, yeah. come back. We're going to do a famous thing that you love to hear, which is our quick takes. Todd and I on the whole three hours, we're going to give you our quick take on what you got to remember before you leave us. We'll be right back. More Radio Law Talk coming up the final segment, so stay with us. You've been here this long, Biz. We'll stick around. Don't go away. the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y Lawyers.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call, 916-259-4043, 916-259-4043, Concussion Medical Clinic. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Fancy Pants Peanut Butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's gonna flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey shots for everybody in the bar. From the looks of it, I'd say nobody even remembers. Feed the pig. Dish, 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 dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. 
Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. Todd has a kitty. Oh, come on. Oh, stop it. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Oh, we're back. Those of you who are hanging out with us, I have one more segment. Isn't that exciting? I, but but this, is, this is something that I wanted to talk about for a long time. And it is very, very controversial. And we like to talk about things that are controversial, but lay out both sides. And it's very important because we like to stay politically neutral. But I was waiting for this to happen, Cal and Todd. I've been talking about this. I've been thinking about it. And, and, and this is a tough one to balance. The first lawsuit in Hartford, Connecticut, of three young ladies suing the basic athletic department and athletic uh, association uh, for transgenders running in women's events. So the high school interscholastic federation that oversees yes. high school athletics, right? Well, it's the one that's it's called the Connecticut Association of, of Schools and the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference yeah. is who they're suing. And, and they're suing under Title IX. And they're suing, saying it's not fair that transgenders, if you want to comment on this, 855-LAW-RADIO, again, 855-LAW-RADIO, men that claim they're women, and they're gonna, someone's going to say, that's wrong that you said claim. Well, whatever. They're, gonna, they're, they're, they're transgendering from a man to a woman. It's not fair that they run against these women because they're beating them so bad. Now, here's, now here's what, the, what the situation here is. It's this one gal is, um, is uh, uh, Mitchell. Her name's Mitchell. She's basically one of the fastest runners in Connecticut, this, lady, this gal. And she's a senior. And she continues to finish third behind two seniors who are transgenders that wait for it. Wait for it. Here it comes. Wait for it. Um, 15 girls state indoor and outdoor championship races since 2017. They are just blanketing and taking these two transgenders um, are taking these women's sports. uh, And and they're winning all the indoor-outdoor championship races. And she says it's taking away scholarship opportunities, uh, achievement opportunities in high school that would be helpful when she wants to apply to go to college. And, and she's quite concerned about this. I mean, there is a simple answer, but who knows if yeah. it's Well, there, actually, I don't know that there's no simple answer in this, but here, oh, sure. here's what their argument is under. Yeah. And you guys understand this because, Cal, you, you know sports and so yeah. do you, Todd, yeah. is they're, they're putting under Title IX, which is smart. What is Title IX? That's the equality for, of women in sports. 
that basically came out and says there needs to be equality because what was happening originally uh, is men were getting, the men's programs were getting more money, they were getting more scholarships, et cetera, et cetera. So they're arguing under Title IX because what is the transgender's argument going to be? It's under the Constitution, right? Exactly. So the, the problem here is if you have this title which delineates between the born gender of an individual about where money goes for you know men's sports versus women's sports and now you have a crossover and and i don't want to say crossover in terms of how the individual how the athlete identifies if you have a person that was born in the way that most people would look and say okay you're born genetically as a male but you identify as a female i'm, I'm not commenting on that what i'm pointing out is you may identify and you may be transitioning but biologically, your body still has the same hormone levels as male athletes, the same testosterone levels as male athletes. If, if a female athlete, and this is where I think it's interesting, if a female athlete were tested after one of these races and the female athlete was not transgender, but the test revealed chemically the same levels of testosterone in their blood as a transgender athlete had, they would immediately accuse that female athlete of doping. Right. Okay. And so this is where these individuals, the, the female athletes, have an argument in that we keep losing these races. I would be curious. We we're talking on the break. I would be curious to know if, let's say, the female athlete that keeps coming in third, are her times in those races where she comes in third faster than the previous time she ran those races, such that she's actually running faster because she's running against faster competition. Could be. The interesting thing about this, if I read it correctly, Fred, and I may not have, mm -hmm. was that the the uh, transgenders still had all of their male body parts. In other words, they were functioning on an... Uh, an dressed as women, but nonetheless, biologically, in terms of all of their, their body parts and so on, were nonetheless still male. That's my that understanding. That is my yeah. understanding, which too. Is That's an interesting twist to me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense if they're high school athletes. I don't know if, there's a, if there is anything in the law if somebody wants to transition, if there's an age requirement or how old you have to be before that can start. But the fact of the matter is... Traditionally, when you've had competition, I mean, going back to the history of man, when you've had competition, you can see how society tried to put forth a distinction between two different groups of people that could compete based upon folks that were typically bigger than the other. And the only one that historically has ever worked was based upon their gender. Okay, the women are going to be here, the men are going to be here, and they're going to compete against each other. Well, in today's day and age, and I could see it going this way, we have different ways to identify the characteristics for competition. And if it's not going to be men versus women, then fine. Just have it be genetic markers, and, and people can compete regardless of their born gender, but you have to be in a class that's consistent with your genetic marker, and these high school competitions clearly are not. Or have a transgender category, have the men race against the men, the women race against the women, and the transgenders get to race against the other transgenders. That could be as well. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the courts, this, believe me, this is in federal court, this is going to go to the Supreme oh, Court absolutely. of Connecticut, and they're going to have to, no, it's federal court, so it, yeah, it could yeah. go to the and Supreme Court And good for the United girl States. for standing up and saying, listen, this may be the common trend, but 
it's putting me in an unfair place, just like prior Title IX, women were in an unfair place there as well. And I think it's pretty brave of her to do this in yeah. this political climate. I agree. The yeah. one the one concern or question I would have is with the argument that they're losing scholarships. And the reason why I raise that is, you know, if you don't win a race, if you don't come in first, second, or third, you can still look and have your times posted. I remember when I ran track in college, I ran the 400 meter, and they had the fastest times for the 400 meter listed out there. And they, I mean, obviously the person who ran the fastest time won that race, right? But the second fastest time, you didn't know if they ran that race, if they won it, or if they were just the person that came in second in that race. But you pressed the fastest times for the entire season. Who ran it the fastest this season? And if this person here came in third, but they still ran a time that was pretty dang fast, I would find it hard to believe that any college would look at that and go, boy, you ran the fastest time that's ever been run by you in that race, but we're not going to bring you in because you didn't place first. But you know what, though? You're assuming a fact, not an evidence council. That's true. The fact is you're not, so far to my knowledge, it hasn't hit the NCAA yet or colleges. But if it hits the NCAA colleges, then are they going to start recruiting transgenders? Well, that's the question. That be. is the ultimate, That's where all this was leading, and that's why I'm yeah. saying why not simply have a different transgender category? Because they're going to run into an issue with testing. But the law may not allow that yet. That's well, the they're going to run into an issue with testing for these uh, doping agencies that test for the Olympics. Right. If you're competing in the women's category and your hormone levels are this, which is significantly higher, I don't know that it's going to be a defense to say, yeah, but I'm transgender. But here's the interesting thing is I knew this was coming when I first saw it. And I, I'm saying here it comes in. And here's the first one in Connecticut. Yep. It's gonna. This is something I'm interested in because I think it's. It's it's gonna bring it's gonna two competing you know arguments with constitutional issues and Title IX issues, uh, even maybe constitutional issues within that Title IX are gonna clash. You can't raise the issue initially the way it was first issue er, mm -hmm. raised about equality, without understanding that this hitch in the giddy up is something that's gonna come up. And the scientific argument lays on top of that probably if the truth were told going. Yeah, forward. I don't know. I just work here. Well, here's one thing we do know. What do we know? It is time for Todd and Fred to give us their quick takes. And Mr. Kuhner, uh, uh, Fred, uh, you're going to... Who's first? Me? All right. So yeah, my, quick, was gonna go first. my okay. quick take goes go. out to the prosecutors in the Laughlin case and any prosecutor in any criminal case. Remember, DAs don't win cases. Fancy trial tactics don't win cases, and they shouldn't. Evidence wins cases. You either have it or you don't. Great point. Mr. Penny, what is your quick take? Now, I know time? you're all sad that we're about to end Radio Law Talk because what would you do without us during the week? You know, you're not going to deal with Weinstein, Avenatti, Smollett. What a week. Yes, we're going to be back next week, and we'll have another exciting time for you. So don't fret. Join us at Radio Law Talk next Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time. Goodbye. For some people, the saddest hour of the day is when we go away, but we'll be back on Radio Law Talk. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. 
dollar route. The healthcare open enrollment period has ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up now with Liberty Health Share. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they're not insurance. That means you can sign up at any time of the year. Liberty Health Share is no network. You're free to pick your own doctors, hospitals, providers, and there are no contracts. Starting as low as $199 per month, Liberty Health Share has memberships for singles, couples, and families of any size. I joined. I'm a member. My four children are members. Liberty Health Share saves me $18,000 each year compared to what I was paying for health insurance. Liberty Health Share is a nonprofit ministry. Your money goes towards helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you. You can feel good knowing you're part of the community of like-minded individuals who understand the importance of people coming together to bear one another's burdens. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY, 855-58-LIBERTY, or go to libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root.